0: Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. This is our weekly video where we go a little bit more in-depth on something from Sunday's sermon. And so I'm joined today by Pastor Wayne Taylor. Pastor Wayne, thanks so much for being here with us this weekend. My pleasure. And um, in this video, you know, we also put this out on our podcast, so we encourage you go and uh, watch this on our YouTube channel. Like it, hit that, that bell button. That bell will turn on notifications so you get notified when new videos come out. We also podcast this so you can uh, listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all your good podcast apps, and we encourage you to share these messages with other people, uh, upvote them, just because it helps get this content out there for people who are looking for answers to questions about the Bible and about things regarding God. So, um, this this past week we wrapped up our series called the Spirit Filled Life, and I wanted you guys to know there's a great book in our bookstore that I'd love for you to pick up. It's called Living Water by Chuck Smith, and it's a resource that I used when preparing for the series. Um, but it also has a lot more in depth because it's a it's a whole book. So if you want to study more on the Holy Spirit, I really encourage you to pick up this book. It's our book of the month, by the way, in the bookstore. So go ahead and uh, pick up a copy and continue on this study. You know, just because we're done with this series, we're not done thinking about. studying about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Wayne, that brings us kind of to our question that I wanted to talk about with you today, was that in your message, uh, what was the title of your message again? Remind me. God's poems at work. God's poems at work. And you were talking about Ephesians chapter 2, how we're God's workmanship, which he created for good works, which he prepared beforehand for us to walk in them. You talked about Philippians chapter 2, was it verses 11 and 12 or 12 and 13? 12 and 13, yeah. 12 and 13, God works Philippians in Philippians 1,
1: 6 as well.
0: Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the good work he began, he'll yeah. see it through to completion. And then you said that he works in us to will and to do his good pleasure, So God's working in us and God wants to work through us. And my question for you was, coming off of our series about the Holy Spirit, what's the role of the Holy Spirit in this work of God in us and through us? And the answer is
1: everything. (laughs) It truly is everything. And when I say it, I mean the concept of the Holy Spirit, not that he's in it. He is a person. And I love how Jesus said in John 14 that um, he talked about the Holy Spirit coming. And he said, um, the world cannot receive him because the world does not know him, but you know him because he is with you and he shall be in you. So there's actually much to be said about a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And actually in the message... I should have brought this up (laughs) in the message. Most of what we were talking about, about following these leads and these opportunities and, and God talking to us or impressing things upon us. That's the Holy Spirit. He does that. And it's so great to have a relationship with him. Like Jesus said, he's the wonderful, or he's the counselor. He's the paracletus. He's the one called near to help us. That's what Jesus said. He's called near. And how how much nearer can you get than inside you? He literally comes into you and also wants to fill you, like you're saying. So it is a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And of course the Trinity is one, they're united, and, and yet the personalities are actually distinct. You have Jesus, the Son, the Father,
0: and the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Yeah, there was a verse, too, that you used in your first um, service today from Romans chapter 5 about the work of the Holy Spirit. Could you remind us about that? Wow, and the Romans 5 passage
1: is one of the great passages about spiritual growth. Because Paul is talking about the gospel. And he says that, um, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So he's talking about three things that we rejoice in. One is we rejoice in our salvation and the grace that's given to us in our salvation. And then later in chapters, or excuse me, in verses um, 6 through 10 and 11. There you go. If when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And that's kind of, um, now that we're reconciled, his life saving us um, enables us to live a different life, a different life. But verse 11 describes what we rejoice in. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. So we rejoice in God, just having God in our life. But the middle thing says that we can rejoice in our tribulations. And that's shocking. To me, it's super shocking. Why can we? I mean, who wants to rejoice in tribulations? And Christians are kind of funny. They find good in almost everything because God works all things for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And the member of the Trinity that does that a lot is the Holy Spirit. And how does he do it? Well, a trial comes into your life, a hardship, maybe pandemic hits, maybe some sadness, um, just maybe failure. These things come into your life and it pressures you. The word thlipsis, tribulation, means stress or pressure. And in that pressure, you might falter. You might, you know, be going through something really hard. And it says that tribulation produces perseverance or enduring faith. I like to say it means enduring faith. Because your faith is challenged to grow at that point. You're going to persevere. You're not going to give up. You're going to endure and trust him. And enduring faith produces proven character. So the Holy Spirit literally wants to change your character to be like Jesus. He, that's what the fruit of the Spirit are. You know, when you read the fruit of the Spirit, that's Jesus' personality. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, temperance, faith, faithfulness, all those things. That's, that's Jesus. Well, I'm not like that in the norm. But the Holy Spirit makes me like that. He changes me. So proven character, when you see Jesus' character being developed in you, it brings hope. And hope, it says, does not disappoint because the love of God... And this is where it comes to really wrapping it up by the Holy Spirit. Because the love of God is poured out into us and through us through the Holy Spirit who's given to us. And that word means the Holy Spirit floods in, in the midst of trial, in the midst of pressure. He floods in and it helps you and then he floods through you to other people the love of God floods through you and that's the work of the Holy Spirit remember how Jesus talked about the living water Mm -hmm. like the book yeah he floods in and he floods through and so you know that's that's one of the best things about the Holy Spirit
0: is he makes everything real amen amen well said Hey, if you missed this past Sunday's sermon, you can catch it on YouTube. It's up there on our YouTube channel, and you can also catch it on our podcast. It's also available on our Facebook Live um, archive, as well as on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. Go over there, share it with somebody who maybe needs to hear that message this week, and we'll see you next time. God bless you.